This is Dr. John Wadsworth, Whitestone Fellowship. This is the beginning of a series on Psalm 51. I want to teach it because of the help it has been to me in overcoming struggles and destructive lifestyle that I encountered in my life. It was a time in my life where I had backslid to a point that I had to resign my church that I was pastoring, and as the world would call what I went into was addiction. To me, I was backslid, and my Heavenly Father had me in his woodshed, chastening me good. This went on for about two years, and he let me out of the painful chastening of the woodshed of education, which is called addiction by the world, into a deeper relationship with him. You know, and that's something that the Lord always does. He, he never punishes. He chastens. He corrects. And sometimes it's painful. But um, there is no punishment with the Lord. There might be correction and it might be painful. But there were some more painful lessons to learn, and it happened, it seemed, every three months. Things would go along fine, and then I would get proud of the things that, because everything was going along fine, and take credit for them, and boom, I would do something so the Lord would have to humiliate me. That is when I went to the Lord and asked for some insight into what was happening, and he brought me to Psalm 51. And since then, by what the Lord revealed to me in Psalm 51, I have not backslid, but have gone forward in my walk with my Heavenly Father. The Lord then opened up the door for me to minister in the recovery community, better known by some in the abuse and addiction community, where I was able to teach Psalm 51 to thousands of brothers and sisters in the control of their sinful nature called our flesh. Here is a series on Psalm 51. I pray that this teaching will help you much more than it has helped me. I hope that you will use this process and teach others also. On our website uh, at whitestoneministries.net, you will find the teachings and books and worksheets you need to follow along. For a small donation, we will send the whole teaching on DVD with the workbooks to you. Preface to Psalm 51. To the chief musician, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet came unto him after he had gone in to Bathsheba. The heart after God can be seen in this preface of this and many other psalms, but to give this song to a musician to put to music uh, is the same thing that all songwriters do. But this is not the song of a drunkard or a drug user. It is a song or psalm of one that is filled with the Holy Spirit. If I can say it, drunk on the Holy Spirit. As Ephesians 5.18 tells us, be not drunk with wine where it is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And this is a, a Spirit-filled, Spirit-led writing from the heart 
of a man that is known for his heart that's after God. The setting of the psalm is after Nathan confronted David about having gone into Bathsheba. So let's look at where this is recorded in the scriptures. It's in 2 Samuel chapter 11. Let's read the first uh, five verses. 2 Samuel 11, uh, 1 through 5. And it came to pass after the year was expired, at the time when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel. And they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabah. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. And it came to pass in an eventide that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself. And the woman was very beautiful to look upon. And David sent and inquired after the woman. And one said, Is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite? And David sent messengers and took her, and she came in unto him, and he lay with her, for she was purified from her uncleanness, and she returned into her house. And a woman conceived and sent and told David, and said, I am with child. Let me make a few comments on this. Second uh, Samuel 11, 1 through 5, beginning with verse 1 again. And it came to pass... After the year was expired, at the time when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him. And all Israel, and they, and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabah. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. David was the God-anointed king of Israel. He was anointed to go forth to battle because he was the king. But we see that David sent Joab. It is here that David backslid and started his slope away from fellowship with God. It is when he decided not to go forth to battle, when he made a choice as the king not to go into battle. The sin was not when he slept with Bathsheba. The sin was when he spiritually, mentally, willfully did not go uh, with the men as the king, as the position of the king is to go, and with his men into battle. Now when he slept with Bathsheba, that's when everybody knew about it. When he slept with Bathsheba, it was 6 o'clock news. It was the hottest thing uh, in the rumor mill that there was. It was the hottest gossip there is. You see, that, that's what it means in Galatians 5, 19, when the when the Bible says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. When the works of the flesh are manifest, manifest means plain, open, clearly visible to the eye or obvious to the understanding. So it was obvious to everybody that David was uh, sinning when he committed adultery with Bathsheba. It wasn't obvious to everybody that David was sinning when he did not go forth to battle and lead the men into battle as the king. It wasn't obvious to everybody. It was obvious to, to God, to the Father, who was the one that was giving him the ability to withstand all temptations. And when you're in a fellowship with the Lord and you're in his will and all you're focused on is his will and you're humble to his will, 
Man, no temptation uh, is going to uh, bother you. You're not going to succumb to any temptation, no matter what it is. But when you get out of God's will, you get out of uh, His purpose for your life, you become re resistant, and uh, you make a choice, a decision against Him, that's when you sin. That's when, that's when you're in trouble. So, it was manifest to everybody. It was totally obvious to everybody that David was <laughs> had committed sin. Well, look at Matthew 5, uh, 27 and 28. It says, Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. When a believer willfully sins against God in their heart, which David did, by not going out to the battle, the Holy Spirit was grieved, and the fellowship with him was quenched, and then God gave him over to his sinful choices that no matter what they might have been, because his spiritual, because of his spiritual decision to get out of God's will, and it's the same thing, just like with a woman. If you lust after a woman in your heart, you are breaking fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The only person that should be number one in your heart is God. Not, not to be allowed as flesh to attract you to some other, uh, uh, other person that will take the place of God being number one in your life. Now, God gives us the, the institute of marriage to fulfill that, that fleshly carnal desire within the, uh, the, the boundaries in which he created us. But when we break fellowship with God, then we quench the Holy Spirit, then our ability to resist any temptation, to overcome any temptation, no matter what it would be, is taken away because it is by the power of the Holy Spirit that we have the ability to overcome any sin. We have the ability to live a, a godly life. It's not willpower. It's not church membership. It's not uh, uh, following these uh, uh, 18 steps or 12 steps or 6 steps. It's not being in the right religion or the right church or, or, or making meetings or something else like that. No. It's by being in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. It's by being yielded to the Holy Spirit's uh, will for your life and living that way. There is nothing that will bother you. There is nothing that will overcome you because you are in the will of God and being empowered and directed by the Holy Spirit. David did not go out to battle. The Holy Spirit was grieved, and fellowship with the Holy Spirit was quenched. And then God gave David over to the sinful choice because he chose not to go out to battle, as a king, that he made against God's will, that what happens next is the result of that sinful choice of grieving the Holy Spirit. The preacher Solomon in Ecclesiastes 7.26, Solomon, the son of Bathsheba, David and Bathsheba, wrote this in Ecclesiastes 7.26. Now Solomon had... 300 wives, 700 concubines, he had 1,000 women that were legally his wife, let's say. This is what he wrote. 
In Ecclesiastes 7.26, And I find more bitter than death the woman whose heart is snares and nets and her hands as bands. Whoso pleaseth God shall escape from her, but the sinner shall be taken by her. Solomon wrote by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that, and from his personal experience, I would assume, that you're going to wish you were dead. You get a hold of some women. And the women that are going to tear you up and chew you up and spit you out are the ones God's going to allow you to have because you don't please him. You have sinned against him. That's what it says. Whoso pleases God shall escape from her. Now, if David was out there leading his men into battle as the kings go forth to do, he would not have been tempted by uh, Bathsheba. He would not have seen her bathing on the rooftop. He would have been outside uh, in the will of God in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, fellowshipping with those that were going out to battle as, as they should be. And any time any person gets out of God's will, they are open game for any temptation. And for a spiritual leader of any type, of any, let's say, stature or position, the devil wants to get you. The devil wants to take the spiritual leaders down because you are a spiritual leader. He's not concerned about uh, the people down uh, uh, on, uh, that are homeless or on Bourbon Street. He's already had them. He's already tempted them. He's already got them in trouble. No, he's after the spiritual leaders that people look up to, that have respect for, that, that are uh, out there influencing people for the kingdom of God. That's who he's after. And so this old flesh, it, uh, this old flesh has no control of its own, especially when the Holy Spirit is taken back. And the power of the Holy Spirit is not there. He's there. The Holy Spirit's there in fellowship. It's, the Holy Spirit's grieved, but he's not filling the believer. The believer is filled with themselves, with little carnal desires. And it says here, uh, I find more bitter than death the woman whose heart is snares and nets, and her, bands, her hands is bands. Whoso pleaseth God shall escape from her. That's when you're in the will of God. You'll escape from her. But the sinner shall be taken by her. And the sin that David committed was choosing not to go with his men. And how was it manifested? God let him have a woman that he wasn't married to. That he was, uh, the woman was married to somebody else. And we're going to read the rest of the story and what happened. I'll give you another verse that Solomon wrote. In Proverbs twenty-two fourteen. The mouth of a strange woman is a deep pit. He that is abhorred of the Lord shall fall therein. David was abhorred of the Lord. Here's a man that God had anointed when he was a child with the Holy Spirit to lead Israel to be uh, a child of God. He, had, he was possessed of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was in him. And he, he was abhorring to the Lord. And brothers and sisters, sometimes there's, a, there's times when you and I are abhorring to the Lord. We're just not uh, that attractive, or let's say not attractive, but 
We're not, we're not in his will. We're not in fellowship with him. We're not yielded to him. And uh, he gets a little upset, and we quench the spirit. We're going back to Proverbs 22, 14. The Bible says, The mouth of a strange woman is a deep pit. A strange woman for a married man is a woman, the woman that's not your wife. The only woman that you should be familiar with is your wife. In comparison, the only woman uh, that you should know is your wife, and this would make any other woman a stranger to you. She, you don't know these other women. You only know your wife, and you know her quite well. You know her real well, and that's what Peter tells us. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, Peter says, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge. Talking about the wife. Giving honor unto the wife, as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. And he says here that according to knowledge, you should know your wife so well, husband, that you know her likes or dislikes, you know every mole on her body, you know her dispositions, you know her attitudes. You, that's how much time you spent with a pad and pencil writing down, you know, uh, what, how, notes on to know her. So that any other woman in your world, in your life, in your, in your everyday happenings is a strange. It's stranger. He's a stranger. They're, they're a stranger to you. So a strange woman will not seduce you. The problem is today, there's a lot of men that know their secretary or the people they work with uh, other women that they associate with outside of the home better than they own, know their own wife. And partner, let me tell you something. That is, man, that is fertile ground for an affair. So we find here in Proverbs 22, 14, the mouth of a strange woman is a deep pit. He that is abhorred of the Lord shall fall therein. Yeah, you can't, you can't handle the uh, temptations that come. You better check up with the Lord and see what where you got out of his will, where you diso you willfully disobeyed him because you have no resistance to any temptation. Now we're talking about David with this woman, which is prevalent today. Is that with all these affairs and uh, other happenings uh, that uh, uh, infidelity in relationships? And it's because there is no strength of the Holy Spirit. I'm talking believers now. There's no strength, power from the Holy Spirit to withstand these temptations and, and, and vice versa. So you, the, you find out where you willfully disobey God. David's willfully disobeyed God by not going into battle with Israel as kings do. Read in verse 2 of Second Samuel, chapter 11. And it came to pass at evening tide that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house, and from the roof he saw a woman washing herself. And a woman was very beautiful to look, up, look upon. I mean, how many, I, you know, I don't get cable. I don't get satellite. All I get is what comes over the, the airwaves. 
And man, there's enough garbage on there. there. Uh, uh, women, uh, you know, these advertisers call me, call me. Uh, we'll talk and all this other stuff. And I don't know how many times uh, you hear about uh, people connecting with each other through the internet. Who in the world needs uh, Who in the world needs uh, satellite or cable? They got the internet. You know that pornography is what the internet. One fourth of the use of the uh, of the internet is used for pornography. And we wonder why. We wonder why we're uh, in the spiritual state that we're in. Christians, I'm talking about. I'm not talking about unbelievers. Unbelievers. Um, you know, they're at least uh, on the on the the, the 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 practical path by which they are living. We don't live a practical path. We live a spiritual path. It don't make sense to the world. It don't make sense to the unbeliever. It makes sense to the believer, and unfortunately, the believer does not want to yield to the spiritual walk that the Holy Spirit has for them because they want to go along with the world. And we're not of the world. So here's David. He rose off his bed, walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself. And the woman was very beautiful to look upon. Man alive. And he had no resistance to the beauty of this woman. Had no, no resistance. And she took him. She took the looks of her is what grabbed his heart. It wasn't a physical, you know. The Bible warns us about uh, uh, men, about women sweet-talking us. And by their beauty, don't let the, uh, their beauty take your heart. Well, brother, let me tell you something. If you're out of God's will, as David was, you're open game. Any woman's going to take your heart. And they're going to set themselves up, my friend. Because you're a prime target. You got, if you got any position, you got any money, uh, and, and you are a prime target, my friend. And so you, you out of God's will, you have no resistance to the temptation and seduction of, of the world in all of his trappings. Verse 3, and David sent and inquired after the woman. And one said, Is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite? And David sent messengers and took her. And she came in unto him, and he lay with her. For she was purified from her uncleanness, and she returned unto her house. And the woman conceived and sent and told David and said, I am with child. A few more comments. David knew who Bathsheba was. David's uh, uh, right-hand man, one of his uh, most respected and uh, revered counselors, was Ahithophel, who was Bathsheba's grandfather. Uh, Uriah, Bathsheba's husband, was one of the 30, uh, 30 highest valiant men uh, of, of David's. Uh, you can read that in Chronicles. And so David, uh, this one was no stranger. But he took her, and I believe she wanted to be taken. That's why she made herself available on the rooftop, because she wanted to be David's wife. She wanted to be, have David's child, because he was the king. 
You know, I mean, celebrities, I don't know how many celebrities um, uh, are, have to watch it uh, because there's so many people, uh, so, uh, let's say a, a male celebrity wants so many, uh, there's so many women who just want to say, I slept with it. And, and Billy Graham uh, knew this, and, and when he was out uh, uh, on his crusades and uh, revivals, he would have, and when he went to a, a motel or hotel, he would have somebody go in the room before him and make sure that there was no woman hiding anywhere in the room or anything to make sure that he abstained from all appearance of evil. They're out there, my friend, and they want to take the precious life. They're after the precious life. So Bathsheba knew him and knew what was going on, and she knew what was up, and so did David. This was not just a moment of passion. This was well-engineered. You're in the will of the Father right now? You're humbled and, and, and you're struggling with some temptation? You know you're yielded? Well, then look for the way out, my friend. Look for the way out. With every temptation that, that, that's common to man, it's all common to man, there is a way out. God always gives a way out. So you look for the way out. As 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 tells us, There hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. You're in God's will. You're knowing, doing the will of God. You surrender to it. My brother, sister, I guarantee you, God, the Holy Spirit is very, very proactive. And the temptations you come across, he'll know them way ahead of time, and he'll direct your path so that you don't even see them or they'll have little effect. But if they uh, all of a sudden come on you, the Holy Spirit will give, show you the way out. So don't be like David. David was willfully sinning against God, and that took away the power of the Holy Spirit and the will of God from him, and he was self-willed and in the flesh, and we see what happens. It's manifested to everybody. Everybody knows it. God bless you. It's not about us. It's about Jesus. Thank you for listening. This is Whitestone Relationship Recovery Radio, recovering the Christian recovery community from the influence and worship of other gods that are contrary to the total worship and confession of our lovely Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Visit our website, whitestoneministries.net. You can view our site for videos, audios, literature that are free for you to watch, read, or listen, and download. Thanks to all that listen and support Whitestone with their prayers and financial support. You can support us by going to whitestoneministries.net or write to us at Whitestone Fellowship, Post Office Box 292, Pearl River, Louisiana, 70452. If you are interested in receiving the teaching DVDs of Dr. John's Christ-Centered Recovery Program that he has been living himself for over 20 years that is founded on a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, 
Send a donation of $20 or more, and Whitestone will mail you the program. Just go to our website and donate $20 or more, or send your check or money order to Whitestone Fellowship, Post Office Box 292, Pearl River, Louisiana, 70452. Tune in for our daily devotions from My Utmost for His Highest at 1.30 p.m. And on Saturday evening at 8 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., we will teach from Psalm 51, a series on overcoming destructive lifestyles. Tuesday nights, we will be live at 7 p.m. Come join us for Christian Fellowship at CC's Coffee House, 1597 Gauze Boulevard, Slidell, Louisiana. Signing off, this is Dr. John Wadsworth, Whitestone Fellowship Relationship Recovery Radio from Pearl River, Louisiana. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen.